Welcome to Bible Bedtime. I'm Dana, and I'm your host. I'm so grateful that you are here today. The goal of Bible Bedtime is to provide a soft place for your brain to rest at the end of a day so that you can fall asleep and sleep in heavenly peace. In each episode, I read a full chapter of the Bible, and then I read the, I read the 23rd Psalm, and I finish by reading the Lord's Prayer. I'd like to give a special thank you to our listeners in New Zealand. It's a beautiful country I hope to visit someday. I have a family member who recently visited New Zealand and got engaged while they were there. Such a happy, happy time for our family. I would like to wish a very special happy birthday also to Catherine, who is a friend of the podcast and is turning 19 and listens to every episode. And I wish you a very happy birthday and much love. If you would like to uh, share your location or your journey or um, any prayer requests that you might have, please do. You can join us on Facebook or on Patreon and let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you use Bible bedtime. Maybe you have suggestions. Or maybe something was more distracting in an episode than I anticipated. Um, Having that feedback is so valuable to me. And it doesn't hurt my feelings. Okay, maybe a little. But it mostly helps me appreciate that you show to this program by being willing to reach out and share. As we do in each episode, we are going to take three deep breaths before I start reading the Bible. Now, we do this for a few reasons. The first is that It's a habit, and if you struggle falling asleep, one of the best things you can do is to establish excellent habits associated with going to sleep. And when you establish these habits, your body and brain start realizing that it's time for bed. For me, I like to 
drink, uh, a hot tea, maybe uh, hot cocoa. I like to brush my teeth, <laughs> as we should do, and crawl into bed and listen to a podcast that helps me fall asleep. Course, that podcast is Bible Bedtime, and now and then it can be distracting listening to my own voice, so I might listen to something else. But following those habits helps my body to know that it's time to sleep. Crawling into bed making sure the temperature in the room is just right, making sure that the covers are situated the way I like and that I am using my favorite pillow under my head. I spend some time visiting with God and saying prayers. And I take three or more deep breaths to signal my body that I'm ready to go to sleep. What I like to do is envision something happening while I'm taking those breaths and it changes from day to day. Tonight I invite you to join me as as we lie here ready to sleep. I want you to take a, a quick scan of your body from your toes, scanning all the way up through your ankles and your lower legs, your knees, your thighs, your hips, abdomen going up from your lower chest and back to your upper chest and back your shoulders scan your arms your upper arms your elbows your forearms your wrists your hands and all the way to each fingertip also, scan your neck, your jaw, your nasal passages, your eyes, all the way up to the top of your head. And as you've done that, if there are any parts of your body that felt pain, or felt tension, or felt too cold or too hot, I invite you to breathe into those places as we take these breaths to release any pain or tension or heat or chill. Imagine them those things just disappearing in an effort.
effervescent sort of way just bubbling out into the air. If you are lucky enough to not find any places that need special attention, then just focus on energy, peaceful, restful energy flowing throughout your body, giving you relaxation and a sense of contentment. And let's take those three deep breaths now. One. We're reading from Exodus 22, where God continues to lay down laws for Moses to give the Israelites. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he must pay back five head of cattle for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. If a thief is caught breaking in and is struck so that he dies, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. But if it happens after sunrise, he is guilty of bloodshed. A thief must certainly make restitution, but if he has nothing, he must be sold to pay for his theft. If the stolen animal is found alive in his possession, whether ox or donkey or sheep, he must pay back double. If a man grazes his livestock in a field or vineyard and lets them stray and they graze in another man's field, he must make restitution from the best of his own field or vineyard. If a fire breaks out and spreads into thorn bushes so that it burns shocks of grain or standing grain or the whole field, one who started the fire must make restitution. If a man gives his neighbor silver or goods for safekeeping and they are stolen from the neighbor's house, the thief, if he is caught, must pay back double. But if the thief is not found, the owner of the house must appear before the judges to determine whether he has laid his hands on the other man's property. In all cases of illegal possession of an ox, a donkey, a sheep, garment, or any other lost property about which someone says, this is mine, both 
parties are to bring their cases before the judges. The one whom the judges declare guilty must pay back double to his neighbor. If a man gives a donkey, an ox, a sheep, or any other animal to his neighbor for safe keeping and it dies or is injured or is taken away while no one is looking, the issue between them will be settled by the taking of an oath before the Lord that the neighbor did not lay hands on the other person's property. The owner is to accept this and no restitution is required. But if the animal was stolen from the neighbor, he must make restitution to the owner. If it was torn to pieces by a wild animal, he shall bring in the remains as evidence and he will not be required to pay for the torn animal. If a man borrows an animal from his neighbor and it is injured or dies while the owner is not present, he must make restitution. But if the owner is with the animal, the borrower will not have to pay. If the animal was hired, the money paid for the hire covers the loss. If a man seduces a virgin who is not pledged to be married and sleeps with her, he must pay the bride price and she shall be his wife. If her father absolutely refuses to give her to him, he must still pay the bride price virgins. Do not allow a sorceress to live. Anyone who has sexual relations with an animal must be put to death. Whoever sacrifices to any god other than the Lord must be destroyed. Do not mistreat an alien or oppress him, for you were aliens in Egypt. Do not take advantage of a widow or an orphan. If you do and they cry out to me, I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with the sword. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not be like a moneylender. Charge him no interest. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, return it to him by sunset, because his cloak is the only covering he has for his body. What else will he sleep in? When he cries out to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. Do not blaspheme God curse the ruler of your people. Do not hold back offerings from your granaries or your vats. You must give me the firstborn of your sons. 
do the same with your cattle and your sheep. Let them stay with their mothers for seven days, but give them to me on the eighth day. You are to be my holy people, so do not eat the meat of an animal torn by wild beasts. Throw it given our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 